At this point, you should be on the frame with a film strip title that says Oral Hi. Welcome to Oral Hygiene. It's a podcast where we talk about educational and caught films. I'm Matt. Mark's over there. Mark, do you see what I did? Hello. What did you do? I narrowed it down because we're on episode 101. So I thought I'd laser focus. Caught and educational. Nice. (laughs) Educational very much today. Um, Other than than Mark there, we do have a special guest, uh, Skip Elsheimer, the, the AV geek, as it says on on his screen and runs the AV Geek website. Hi, Skip. Hey, how goes it? It's pretty groovy. Thanks for jumping in again. And uh, as I said in my email, I, I think this is the, the Citizen Kane of educational films. Shake hands with danger. It, it could have been episode one, but it's one of those things where it's like, oh, I'll get to it. So I have to get to it. But, uh, you know, lots of other things in the way. So <laughs> And well, you know, I, they sorry, you know, what they say you have to record 100 episodes of a podcast before you get the formula right. Maybe. Yeah. That seems I, right. That seems right to me. Yeah. Well, I've, I've also heard the uh, the advice and your podcast just change gears, which I guess there's a certain point where you can do that. But uh, yeah, as for now, that's, that's good advice for most people. But, you know, that doesn't mean you have to follow it. Right. If someone if you get a few people listening, that's that's nice. So um so Skip, you definitely introduced me to this film through your DVD. So I, you know, the first time I didn't know the reputation or anything, and I, I just came to it cold, which was amazing. Um, obviously, your history with this one goes back a little farther. Can can you tell us where you first ran across this one? Um, so this was uh, I got in a batch of films that I got from. I feel like it was um, North Carolina State. Uh, state surplus, which is where I was getting a lot of films. So basically in North Carolina, if a state agency doesn't need something anymore, they just auction it off. And so that's how I was getting a lot of the first films that I got, you know, get batches of, of a hundred, 500, a thousand. And this, I feel like was from the Bureau of Mines. Um, And so this was, I got these, I got, four copies of shake hands with danger. Then I got a bunch of films about mining safety. Um, and so um, the mining safety ones are okay, but this one is, as you said, it is definitely the uh, citizen cane of educational films. And which throw out, it, it is well directed. I, this one uh, is Centron of course. And is, is this one actually done by her Carvey? Um, I believe it was because so I talked with the and met the person who wrote the music, uh, Jim Stringer, and uh, he said that him and Herc worked on. I think Herc helped do the lyrics, and I think Herc was one of the the people that was basically directing it. But this is not the first film that Centron made for Caterpillar. Um, there's others that I have in the collection, but none of them have a song. And uh, none of them are as good as this one. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to task myself to do a cover for this episode. I got, I got a couple weeks, so. <laughs> um, Mark, did, did you get to this one before I shoved it in your face? I don't believe so. I think, okay. I think we watched it together. And as you mentioned earlier, for some reason in my brain, at the end of it, it had real footage of a man getting his hand caught in a grinder. <laughs> and I don't know where that came from. That's called I think that's called good editing. <laughs> it may be that like faces of death like maybe tricked all of us into believing that oh there's always something real at the end of the thing. Right. Like it's it can't all be effects, but no. <laughs> it can be. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't, that doesn't make it that actually makes it easier to watch, not harder. Because <laughs> I was just like, I don't want to watch this again. Uh uh, Skip, could you right? give us the uh, the TV guide rundown of this, if it's a, a nice family primetime show? Oh, sure. So essentially, this is um, it's a, the reason why I like this film. It's made for a very niche audience. 
and it's people who work on Caterpillar heavy equipment, you know, so Caterpillar earth moving equipment. So like bulldozers and, uh, you know, shovels and all these, you know, giant orange things that you see when they are working on, you know, a freeway, um, Caterpillar makes a bunch of these. And so working on them, um, is something that is always happening because they're complex pieces of machinery. And I, I'm guessing that there was a high problem with people getting injured working on the equipment. And so, so much so that, that, uh, Caterpillar decided to get Centron to do this. Uh, and then, like I said, there are other films that are similar uh, that were made earlier uh, and some that were made after that are addressing almost the same issue about, look, these are giant pieces of equipment and you need to be careful. You need to make sure it's turned off, you know, and, and it kind of just echoes again, what's in the film. But um, this film is still being shown today unironically so amazing (laughs) um it is still being shown at technical schools it's still being shown um at places where people work on heavy equipment it's still being shown just to teach industrial safety and it's because it's so good it's so it's in it's got intentionally funny parts in it it's got you know the 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 mindset of it's a target audience. It's just totally there. Uh, and the song is so good. Um, and, you know, you said doing a cover. If you do Shake Hands of a Danger cover and you look on YouTube, there's lots of people who have done covers of this song. Um, so it is, it's very, very good uh, in that regard. Mark, I, I couldn't help but it? notice. I'm sorry, go ahead. Have you ever we cover this one? A, I think Maybe. we covered this in a band before. I'm okay. Pretty sure we did. Okay. There but I was going to say, question. I noticed this time that the uh, song has a very similar song structure to the safety dance, except for, oh. I'm pretty sure it came out before safety dance did. Yeah. So this came out, uh, she came to danger came out in, um, 80. Mm-hmm. Um, so in shaking and safety dance, when it was that? Like 84, 83. Yeah. I think I was like in high school and I think, so it was like 80, 8384 maybe um and so who do you think sang the song oh the director (laughs) not not the writer of the song was it the narrator seems to be the same guy (laughs) yeah so who is that makes sense any guess johnny cash (laughs) fake johnny cash (laughs) (laughs) jacob cash um no <laughs> <laughs> johnny credit uh, no. but you know that's the thing is a lot of people are you know when i i posted it so i not only did i put them out put this on a dvd that introduced it to all these people who follow kind of cult dvd releases i also uh got it on internet archive and so it was on internet archive even before youtube existed uh and then migrated over to youtube and so there was a whole bunch of people that were just like this is amazing what is this uh and through all these people guessing like who is the singer is it waylon jennings is it you know and they just threw out all these a-list and b-list country singers and um one of the other things that i put on uh internet archive was this uh video called what was it? I'm trying to remember. No, it wasn't Shake Hands with Danger. I'm trying to remember the, the order of it. Um, I have this uh, VD film called The Lunatic, and I put that up. And the person wrote me and said, hey, I wrote the music to The Lunatic. This was my band early on. And I also wrote the music for uh, Shake Hands with Danger. And um, I'm Jim Stringer. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Jim Stringer. Wow, this is great. And so we had this kind of email conversation back and forth. And then I did a show in Austin, Texas, where I had him come. And we did a retrospect of all the films that he was either in or he wrote the music for. And um, so he gave us kind of the backstory of a lot of this stuff. And so it turns out 
the person who sings and narrates Shake Hands with Danger is a guy named Charles Oldfather, who was a, I think he was a lawyer, but he really, really liked uh, drama. And so he would contribute and he would uh, appear in uh, things at University of Kansas, in Lawrence, uh, Lawrence Kansas. And so, um, yeah, so Charles Oldfather was the guy who sang the song. And he appears in some other uh, Centron films, uh, not safety films, but just general films. And he actually shows up in, in a cameo in um, The Day After, that, that movie oh. that came out, ABC movie. Yeah, I saw um, it when everybody. it came out. I saw it when it aired. <laughs> yeah. So he played, because they shot it around Lawrence, Kansas. And so him and actually Herc Harvey both have um, cameos in it. And Charles is, because I, I was like, as soon as I, I heard that, I was like, oh my God, I got to go see if I could. So I watched the day after again. And I found the scene where he's, uh, he's one of the farmers after the atomic blast who's listening about what to do with all, how they're supposed to throw away all the topsoil and all this stuff. And he's like covered in dirt and ash and burns. <laughs> and he kind of turns into something to somebody else in his voice. And I'm like, oh my God, that's Charles Oldfather. So um yeah that's amazing so that's who it is charles old father wow i feel like he's in a, all, all his glory in this one even though you don't see him i guess <laughs> yes. yes so we double down now what we do see in this uh, i've always said it feels like this one in particular like borrowed the cast from like a john waters film or something <laughs> it it feels kind of rewatching it, it feels kind of like a really a uh, slow motion keystone cops but instead of cops they're like construction workers there's right. Like so you take hijinks. Yeah. yeah. So the slapstick is slowed down, which is great. <laughs> it's great. It it works so well because you're just sort of it. It there's so much anticipation in it, and also just uh, that scene towards the end where the guy is just sort of towing the the huge bulldozer. I was like, what is even going on? Until right. you see what he's doing, and right, it's just yeah. yeah. Masterful, the wonderful ban banjo song as it's or no, it's not banjo, it's guitar, but yeah. Um, so you know, you you talk about slapstick and safety films. I mean, you know, they're so close. The the fact of I have this film called Down and Out, which was made by another company years earlier, like probably in the mid sixties, and it shows this guy falling down about a hundred times, and it just gets funnier and funnier and funnier and it's just yeah the, so the slapstick aspect of it is not lost on me at all um and i think that's the thing is like shake hands with danger knows that they know because they've made so many of these films they know who their audience is and so you could tell they, they were kind of slowing it down for suspense yeah you know so there's that one scene where the guy is He's up on the crane, on the, the shovel crane, and he's like got a, a wrench. He's like, you know, trying to loosen it. And he does, he's not on a ladder or anything secure. And, you know, the music is like a, a rattlesnake. It's like, <laughs> so, you know, it's building that suspense. And you know that the audience that was watching that were like, oh man, no, man, no, no. And then, you know, he falls off and it's like, oh, Mark, yeah, for sure. Death. This. I know the first time I watched it and every time I watch it, I'm like, oh, that's right. I don't want to work in construction. That's like all I right. get from it. So I'm just like, I don't trust myself not to make these mistakes. Right. I mean, not to mention it for these, the, it's not only they don't work in construction, they just go from worksite to worksite repairing equipment. So right off the bat, you go somewhere where they're already pissed off because they're way off schedule and this piece of equipment has broken and you're representing either the company or, you know, Caterpillar and everybody's mad. <laughs> so uh, then you have the stress of trying to get something online as quickly as possible. And they kind of hinted that like the, you know, the last sequence is like, it's basically her Harvey yelling at the guy saying like, get that out of here. Get it. We got to get this through here. You got to get it out. You know? Um, so I think, again, that's why it's successful is because it's it's identifying. It's not just lecturing to you. It's like, yeah, we know what it's like out there for you guys. It sucks. You hate it. We hate it. <laughs> yeah. 
I feel like maybe they should have had a sequence where somebody like had to calm down a screaming construction worker or something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how they'd do that safely. Even at the end of the film, I watching it last night, I, I still have trouble convincing myself that Bob Murray is, is not Richard Pryor. <laughs> <laughs> he does have that look, yeah. Yeah, and there's there's the guy earlier who is whacking the mushroomed kind of a piece of metal to try to push a a thing out. And he gets, you know, he hits it and then the piece of metal shoots him in the chest and he's like falling backwards. Uh, When I showed that in in Texas, somebody, people in the audience were like, oh yeah, he's in that cell phone commercial. (laughs) So, you know, they're, they're common actors that were, you know, getting gigs doing stuff. So um, yeah, it's, it's, that's why I like these educational films because the regional people, they don't always have celebrities. They just kind of have whoever they have in those areas. Local celebrities. <laughs> Local celebrities, sure. There we yeah, go. Yeah, they would usually probably not make the celebrities do anything except for stand there and talk about how... Uh, no, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's a film I have called First Aid Action, which is Burt Reynolds. And it, he just sits next to the pool. <laughs> he's in a lounge chair, you know, wearing a track suit and he's just sitting there talking. And then there's all this cutaway sequence stuff. And then, you know, he's just, he comes back and he's talking again, sitting at the Chase Lounge. So, yeah, I always appreciated the, uh, the future shock with Orson Welles rant. Yeah. Walking I was going straight there. Empty going house straight there. and ranting. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he's like, I yeah. will, I will walk, I will walk to my destination through the airport and you film me talking about the future. That's yeah. like his participation. <laughs> but yeah. You know. But um also I we mentioned the suspense, but just the uh it's like a cavalcade of slowly building horrors in this film, which I, I think is a big yes. part of the appeal. I mean, we start, you know, just with the little um just a oh hey, if you do that it might screw things up. And um in, in the first only ham fisted moment where the guy takes the wrench from him. Then gives it right. back to him so he can say shake hands with danger. That's great. <laughs> yeah, that's that that in out of context means absolutely nothing. If you did that to someone, it would be like, what are what? <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, just take Which it away. It's great. <laughs> yeah, shake hands with danger. Is the wrench the hand? Is the wrench the danger? <laughs> I guess the wrench is the danger because you're using it to do something potentially dangerous. That's right. Yeah, We've been talking about too many Matrix films, so I'm trying to find all this meaning and all these, <laughs> all these dangers. Right, right. Shaking. Yeah, I mean, some of it's like you're watching a film. I guess that's the idea. Like it's obvious, you know. But uh, yeah, just weird things happen on your, at your workplace, I guess. Because uh, just uh, two weeks ago, a kid dropped a water bottle on my foot, and it still has a bruise. <laughs> your foot shook hands with danger. With a water bottle. I have a, I have a film foot. about this. I have a film about this, Matt. It's um, it's called Wear Safety Shoes. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's all about, and it has this uh, bikini woman walking through all these dangerous situations barefoot. And, you know, one of them is a potential danger of something smashing her foot. So oh, there you go. Do, do I have kids water bottles in there? Um, no, I don't think so. There's broken oh. bottles. But, oh, okay, yeah. okay. Now the kid just looked at me. He was holding a boom. I'm like, hey! <laughs> I think oh. I managed not to say anything obscene. So did hurt, though. <laughs> is it hard to not say something obscene in Japanese, or is it easier? It's hard to say something obscene in Japanese, because I used to call kids out when they're saying dirty words, but they aren't really that dirty. You could say them on TV and stuff. So, uh, you know, they're talking about, like, you know, they're making poop jokes, but none of the language is actually that raw in Japanese. Hmm. I mean, all the Dragon Ball videos I saw had subtitles that said shit or fuck, but I don't know what that actually means. It, I mean, if that, somebody kids, was yeah. like, it would be cool if you put subtitles with dirty words in them. Right. I, I, <laughs> I do he, know that um, uh, the American Adult Swim Crayon Shinchan is made um, notably oh, yeah. dirtier for american audiences but dragon ball yeah, yeah i think they because they would have just been like Kusol, right which would you yeah. know you can say that anyway right so but it i mean I, I don't know that but i i've definitely heard goku say it a bunch of times 
Okay. Well, yeah, he's basically saying shit then in Japanese, but kids can say it and okay. people don't really get that angry at him. So, sure. <laughs> I mean, I mean why should they get angry at them? Because it's, it's poop and everybody poops. So, you know, yeah, like, yeah. why is that? Why is that a dirty word? Yeah, that's a, that's a <laughs> Japanese book, isn't it? Every, everybody poops. But, uh, that's right. Is that Japanese? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. But uh, yeah, yes. Uh, yesterday there was, you know, I have a four-year-old telling detailed stories about Unchi-kun, which is the poop boy, and I'm like, I should really stop him, but I can't really. So <laughs> without being, <a> kid, so. <laughs> it was snack time, I guess. It was fine. That's that's. But then then that's when you get your foot smashed, isn't it? Anyway, <laughs> um, what what's the what horribly dangerous things have you folks done on your jobs? Well, I'll tell you the time that I came closest. I guess. The time I shook hands with danger was when I overslept until 1 p.m. And I really needed to get going. So I had this five-hour energy knockoff, and I couldn't get the top off of it. So I grabbed my safety razor that I shave with, and I tried to just cut the five-hour energy, and I cut a slight amount of skin off the top of my finger and had to go get a uh, get it all glued up. And that's my story. It oh, sucks. So you, wow. you, tra- you translate your trauma into into this one, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was I literally I, t- I touched fingertips with danger. There we go. Um, so did you actually get the bottle open and then drink the energy drink while you were going to the doctor? I'm pretty sure that after I, <laughs> I know what I did was bandage it up a whole lot and then just figure I could go on my day and then like looked at it later and was like oh no i don't know i have to do something about this um but yeah i think i did but i never uh bought that bought those again and never That's used good. a race never used a safety razor to open anything again. So I do. once i tried to navigate ledges in a spider-man costume that probably wasn't smooth what but <laughs> I, well, was I that in was that in japan yeah okay. japanese spider-man that's the only real one right did you did you become the emissary of hell? <laughs> yes, yes, I did. <laughs> Good, but um, no, I guess my more my more um educational safety film sort of moment would be trying to get to work a little late and go on my bicycle. The tires weren't quite probably, you know, uh, didn't have quite enough air in them, and I went around a corner that had some gravel and totally wiped out, and walked into the office with ripped clothes and active bleeding. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> I didn't have classes for like three hours, so I went, got patched up, and got a new pair of pants. <laughs> Always have a new pair of pants for me. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's good. Yeah, so I did a similar thing to what what happened to you with the uh, water bottle. Um, I was basically uh, moving a big stack of films that was on a shelf, and I wasn't wearing shoes. And one of the films fell and just smashed my toe, my little toe. No, my big toe, actually. And um, broke it. And uh, I think I lost the toenail. Um, So, yeah. Uh, I actually did a public service announcement about it. About it was mothers against wearing, mothers against smashing your toes or something like that. Uh, It's on YouTube. Um, But yeah, it's, it was very heavy and it was not pleasant so it, w- it wasn't the ultimate irony of being the uh the safety shoes film was it no it was ult- the ultimate ir- irony yeah it was yeah. it was no 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 it wasn't that film. <laughs> no, but, I uh, no, that would have been wow great. that film is tiny that wouldn't have that would have just given me a little bruise no this was a big world war ii history like epic film that was metal and just yeah it was not not pleasant at all. Um, and in the PSA, I actually show what happens when I have baby carrots set up and I drop a can on it so you can see what it looks like. So I'll see if I can send you a link to it so you can uh, All right. watch it. <laughs> um, yeah, I've had to, I, I volunteered at a local theater for a long time and had to like sometimes uh, drive prints from other theaters to that theater for whatever reason. And that uh, would suck. I <laughs> would not want to have anything over like five minutes drop my foot yeah no well so that's 35 millimeter and that yes, yeah that would have broken my twice foot as big yeah that would yeah. that yeah. would have destroyed your foot forever <laughs> 16 but, millimeters like only that big so yeah it just not a toe but uh, get, yeah 
but it's like you get the you get the idea carrying those around of how heavy film can get though yep just yep oh boy that's why i don't collect 35 millimeters because it's just so big and bulky and um you know everything i like is in, in the 16 millimeter realm it's the educational stuff it's the weird television it's weird you know student stuff it's lab films you know all that stuff that's the stuff i like so you've literally yeah, sure. got the 16 millimeter shrine you can you can get star uh, yeah, wars on 16 like... if you want oh, yeah. it <laughs> yeah i've i've watched sure. one it was it was weird it was cool though. yeah yeah no there's a lot of feature films on 16 i have some feature films but that's not really what i collect i mean that i just got them by, well by accident i you know this university was like hey we're getting rid of our, all the films in our film department do you want them and i was like okay sure whatever um and so they shipped me like it was like 120 features or something like that but oh uh, no star wars another big charm of this film i think is um like you said the niche audience so the the actual writing is there's so many bizarre lines of course there's just the you know delving into long bits of what we're going to call techno babble since we don't serve as yeah. earth rhythm machine yeah. you know but uh <laughs> you know it has dude's got to be worrying about a football injured knee can't can't be a non-manly injury um yeah uh, what was he? Oh, yeah. Most people have days when they come to work hungover. So that, yeah. I, I guess it's, they're not wrong, but <laughs> the, the one that felt yeah, like so, a little and, bit. <clears throat> Sorry, go ahead. Well, and the thing about that scene is he's so he's pulling out some sort of something out of a, out of a wheel thing that somehow is now it's out of gear. Or, yeah, they're trying to explain it. And then they also add to the fact that the guy's son is having surgery for a football injured knee. I'm just like, why did they have to throw in the football injured knee? Like, <laughs> your son isn't just your son having surgery, like a big deal. It's like, no, but maybe most guys don't care about their sons. But because it was football injured, then I care. I love my son. I don't want him to, you know, <laughs> his football career to be cut short. So it amped up the worry, I guess, as opposed to say like his son's in surgery. Now that one does pull back. He, the, we do not actually watch him go over a ledge. Oh, we see him destroy a house. Oh, with yeah. some, some fantastic footage. Um, but we it's covered beautiful. a beautiful. We covered a film a um few weeks ago, uh, Apaches, which is a British one, and that has the money shot where the kid actually does take it over the ledge. <laughs> wow, I nice. I don't think that Caterpillar, I, I don't think Caterpillar is necessarily willing to to pay to drive their bulldozer off of a like 100 foot cliff like that. No. i wish it i wish it had but just seeing the shot was enough because you're just like oh, oh no don't do it ah, um i do have a film a bus safety film where they drive a bus off of a cliff that's phenomenal uh, it's called uh ghost rider i, uh, I was gonna well, guess be, a, a nightmare on elm street part two <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think i have seen um, the ghost rider so <laughs> yeah it's real good it's um it's this guy is haunted by this girl that was killed in a bus bus accident and then he um learns what to do when a bus is in an emergency situation um, nice yeah. <laughs> that's great always hey. let the ghosts <laughs> man those old uh, those, those old buses are, are wild i i used to have a bus driving license in uh in pennsylvania i was i was there was a bus driver at the summer camp, but I guess she suddenly quit. So suddenly says, Matt, you have a license. Drive this like 1975 big yellow cheese wagon, which was stick. Only time. But yeah, it's at the mountains of Pennsylvania. So the thing was so old, I'd have to like go really fast down the hill in order to gain enough momentum to get up the next hill. With the, with the How many is it? A, was it a five speed? Did it have like a bunch of gears like it a truck several- would? It had several gears. I don't remember how many. That's wild. I only drove it this one time to take a bunch of kids to the roller rink. This sounds so 70s. It was actually 2003. <laughs> but... Well, Pennsylvania is kind of 70s in like, a, I mean, I said in a totally endearing way, but I first visited there recently and it, it's kind of, I could imagine that happening. Okay. But yeah, yeah, that, that was, that was shaking hands with danger, I guess. I mean, I wasn't actually. Yeah. You know, again, you, they asked the guy to do well, it that's not technically qualified, right? <laughs> right. Well, yep. you you were careful, and that's why you're still alive. 
Well, no, I wasn't careful. I had to like, you know, barrel down the mountain in order to get the bus <laughs> up the next mountain. <laughs> I, I was mean, like, you did what like, you had to do. <laughs> I was going like <laughs> 70 miles an hour in a cheese wagon. <laughs> oh, wow. So it didn't oh. have governors on it. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> so, uh, um, so I, you know, coincidentally, that's where I got a ghost rider from was from a school system in Pennsylvania. Okay. In uh, Duncansville, Pennsylvania. Um, I got a bunch of bus safety and they were all made by uh, Pennsylvania Department of uh, Transportation. Yeah, sometimes okay. with these zones, it's very interesting to, to follow the money to, you know, who exactly is making this. <laughs> it's just sometimes, I mean, this one's super clear who's uh, funding the bill, but uh, putting I, the bill, but <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's, you know, it can be quite surprising when it's like, uh, you know, the Ohio State Police are funding something totally bizarre, you know? <laughs> right. Um, and, and so related to uh, who uh, sponsored it, uh, I was talking with Jim Stringer and he said that Caterpillar liked the film so much and the, and the song was so popular that they actually sold a cassette single of the song that Caterpillar oh did. God. And they oh sold God. like 10,000 copies. A single. <laughs> that, means, that means it should be attained. Has anyone seen one? Has anyone seen these for sale? No, no, no. I sure haven't. Oh my god! But um, that's pretty. And, and the thing is, it wasn't distributed in like you know record stores or anything. It was distributed specifically at Caterpillar dealerships. So to get ten thousand cassettes sold is pretty significant. Um, and you know, it, it it speaks to the value of the film and the song specifically, how catchy it is. Um, and when I did this retrospect with Jim in Austin, he we did a, a karaoke of it, a sing along, and uh, it has more lyrics <laughs> than what's in the, uh, the film. So uh, it's I'm pretty gonna great. Have to, I'm gonna have to see if I can track that down. I need the complete set of lyrics. If I'm gonna, if I'm gonna try to do a cover. <laughs> and, um, Maybe it's okay. on YouTube somewhere. I, I don't know. I haven't. Uh... Well, there is a there is on YouTube somewhere. Jim is doing the full version. He's performing because okay. uh, he's in a he's a musician uh, first before he did film stuff. And so he's been in different bands and he does all sorts of things. So there's a version of him in a nightclub scene. There are a couple moments in the film, too, where it's like, I'm like, that man, that would be a memory. That'd be an awesome day, you know, shooting the spring into a, a truck. I mean, you you go home <laughs> yeah. and grab your friends. That's what happened today. <laughs> That, you know, that's one of those where it's like it was a little bit convenient that it wasn't in any position where it would have ricocheted back and hit the guy or anything, but it still was really cool. I mean, like any excuse to, to do that is cool with me. The dude clearly in his, his uh, flame retardant suit. I mean, <laughs> he's, he's, he's oh, yeah, living the stuntman life, you know, I guess. <laughs> Sometimes you got to look at it as a film and. Yeah, just making it. It's like, hey, we're gonna blow this thing up, you know? That's that'd be awesome. Yeah, you're gonna lose your hand. You're gonna lose your plastic hand in this thing. What I what I what I want to see is the the safety film about the making of Shake Hands with Danger. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's get meta. I mean, can you imagine being the guy that you know? If this had really happened, the guy, the last thing that he feels is axle grease on his palm. He's like, he's you know, playing with the axle grease and kind of like, and then oh. that's it. That's the last, thing, <laughs> the last sense that you feel is that kind of really gross grease. <laughs> I guess you would just have phantom limb grease forever. You yeah, just phantom limb like it's squishy. <laughs> just always feel like that. <laughs> Don't go away. <laughs> uh, if you're listening and you've lost your hand, we're so, not laughing at you. No. We're laughing with you. Yeah. And this this was a this isn't based on anything real. This is yeah, this is a, a made up thing. Yeah. Uh, Cautioning people it. about the dangers of doing something like that. What could potentially happen? <laughs> well, I, I mean, hope it's saved a lot of hands. Yeah. Because I mean, you need your hands. We are like you know, why, why would anybody do that? But yeah, it's, it's like the old Homer Simpson thing. They put the warning there because of me. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like you, you, 
what was it ted bundy said like by the time you've killed 10 or 20 people you forget you just forget where you put the wrench Oh, that's where you make the mistake, right? <laughs> no, that they do say, you know, if if it's your career and you've gotten used to it, then uh, you yep. slip up. Yep, that's true. Very true. I'm sitting here trying to think. Very true. That. And I have lots of films that talk about that, and lots of films about specific hand danger stuff. Uh, it's called, one one called On Every Hand, and it basically has a styrofoam hand that they show things happening to. So they show like, well, this is what could happen if you're not careful with like a paper cutter, you cut your fingers off. And then they show this kind of styrofoam little playset where the, the blade is coming down on a styrofoam finger. Well, that sounds dark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, at least it's, it's not- made by the same people who made uh, made uh, uh, Down and Out. So they're both okay. online. So cool. you should check them out. Yeah, yeah, my memory of down and out's mostly a guy walking into rakes, I think, which probably only happens twice because he has to fall downstairs and things too. But <laughs> yeah, it's like he's working in a play school factory, like the play school, the toys, because everything is like big and like colorful and there's really interesting lighting. And the and the soundtrack is this wonderful drum kind of percussion soundtrack that makes it really kind of like you know jazzy and upbeat, and he just keeps falling down again and again and again and it's just hysterical he just like even hearing you talk about comp. it is hilarious. Yeah, he, he, wants, he <laughs> just wants the workers comp that's all <laughs> he's really trying for it that's what he's doing um skip i'm kind of curious if you found your way into some of the uk uh safety films uh a little bit people send me stuff because now you know i'm kind of a lightning rod for oh you do you do safety stuff like have you seen this of course, the notorious uh, German uh, forklift safety film is uh, one that uh, I've seen many times. Uh, and the UK ones, yeah, I've certainly I've seen uh, several of them. They're they're a little grislier. That's um, kind of what I'm getting at. We recently heard <laughs> um, I mentioned Apaches and uh, the finishing line, and uh, there's powerful stuff, and all of them are just like kind of nightmare inducing. Yeah. So so. Oh, yeah. So Skip, there's one that I remember watching in school that I've not been able to figure out what it is. It was a railroad crossing safety film and a guy has his family in the car and they stop on the their their car stalls out on the railroad tracks and the train is coming and the family is kind of like yelling at him and he's like, the train's just going to have to wait and then the train hits the car killing all of them. Do you know that is? Uh, no, I have not seen that one. I'll, I'll keep an eye out for it. You know, you're the second person that's requested uh, railroad safety films in the last month for me. And I, I'm stumbling across some of them. I'm finding some. But because uh, I remember like seeing they, they someone from the railroads came to show us films in school when I was like in the fifth grade and basically saying, get off the tracks, get off the tracks, stop using the tracks as a walkway. Um, and so, yeah, I'll, I'll just keep looking. It might Thanks. take me yeah. a couple of years. Might take I was in driver's ed. Yeah. I was in driver's ed 92, but it was obviously older than that. I think it was probably seventies or early eighties, but right. I don't know. You, do, you don't want to walk all... on the tracks. I, I think I mentioned it before, but I did, uh, the train was out for like two months after a typhoon here. So I had to walk, had, I do this usually, but I had to walk 5K to and from the nearest working train station. So uh, it was shorter just to walk on the tracks. Oh, geez. <laughs> and, uh-huh. and then the, the night before it started running, they were doing a test run. So I, it was exciting. I got to jump into a ditch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I only did it one time and the train came like 10 minutes afterwards. I was like, oh, never again. That was just like so stupid. No, I, I did just it like wanted 30 to skip. times. I did it 30 <laughs> times. This is the last time with it. It was actually pretty yeah. exciting. I mean, I could see it pretty far away. You know, I kind of thought they might have a test one that night anyway. So I wasn't completely not expecting it. <laughs> I was on a bridge, so I would have probably fallen to my death or horrible injury. Oh yeah, there were no bridges. Like this, <laughs> no, it, so. it was, it was just I could save fifteen minutes walking to my apartment by doing this. No, no. Well, so this stupid. was inactive at the time, and I, yeah, I it, it had no bridges or anything, so I knew that that would not be an issue. But, yep, still, still <sighs> walking, walking feet with danger, I guess. So stay off the um, tracks, people. So I have a cautionary tale that's related to this. Uh, so I, I did a show with the Alamo Draft House in Austin. Uh, and they had a school bus 
Um, and so we actually figured out a way to put a projector in the back of the school bus and projected on a screen to the front of the school bus. So we did that one year. It was great. We showed a bunch of bus safety films. The next year we were like, yeah, we should do this again, but let's amp it up again. So we figured out a way. We basically printed up all these shirts that said bus nut on them because that's the name of one of the films is bus nut. So everybody was wearing the yellow bus nut shirts. Uh, and we stopped on railroad tracks and we told this story about how there was, uh, this area was haunted and supposedly there was a little girl that was on a school bus and, you know, everybody got evacuated for her. And then, you know, the, the train came and, uh, basically she was killed. And then she, if you like, let your car, you stop your car, she'll push the ghost will push the car off the track. Oh, yeah. Um, and so this right. is, this is, was based on a ghost story type of thing that was, I think in San Antonio or somewhere, New Brunfels or something. Anyway, so we told a story. And so they, the guy in the front turned the bus off. And we're, we're sitting there telling the story and somebody's like, no, that didn't happen here. That happened in another city. And, oh, that's not true. And, you know, there, there's just a lot of hijinks because there was also beer on the bus. And uh, I kind of am looking up front and uh, the founder of the Alamo, Tim League, is back with me. And he's like, oh, he shouldn't have turned the bus off because it's really hard to get that thing started. again." So I see the guy up front going, you know, trying to pump the gas. And, and, you know, in the meantime, we're just kind of sitting there trying to make light of what's going on, you know, blah, 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 blah. He finally gets his starter and rolls off and the ding, 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 ding. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) And Uh. we're like thinking, Oh my God, we're all wearing bus nut shirts and we're all on a school bus and somebody had taped to the back of it. This like political thing that a political track that was there, it said mass suicide on it. And we're like, Oh my God, <laughs> we almost died. <laughs> and it would have been attributed to some sort of weird school bus. <laughs> so there's my cautionary tale. Oh right my there's, God. There's so many things not to do. <laughs> I was going to ask you if you heard like a disembodied narrator after coming off of the <laughs> Yeah, we were all just like, oh, wow. Um, and then the thing was, we, cause we realized like, oh, we're wearing bus nut shirts. That would have, that would have been bad. And I feel like this was after heaven's gate. So it was, it would have been really bad. And then somebody pulled this flyer that was taped to the back of the bus. And we're just like, and it said mass suicide. And we're like, oh my God, that's like a suicide note. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, the ghost legend. had a really long game. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe heaven's gate was just screening educational films yeah, yeah maybe. Just yeah, they're, they're just watching star wars fan films and it just all went yeah. out of hand yep uh, um as far as the the shaking hands the danger are there any uh major observations or interesting trivia to to be thrown out at this point thrown in i guess would be better um I mean, you know, I kind of peppered it, our discussion with a little bit of it. Um, I mean, like I said, it's still a wildly popular film that's being, still being shown. Um, and I've, I've seen people do remakes of it, like remakes of scenes. So I think it's one of the things that they do for, at technical schools is they show the film. Then they say, OK, make your own version of one of the sequences in Shake Hands with Danger and edit it and that's the project so, because i've seen multiple ones of that uh, on youtube so it's still being it's so good um and it's still and it's intentionally good it's not it's not one of these things where you're just like whoa what were they thinking that's horrible it's like wow they were thinking and it it hits the mark uh it hits the mark for people that are not working on heavy equipment it hits the mark for people that are it's just a, such a great film so when you called it a Citizen Kane, I, I was like, yes. I, I guess the one observation I forgot to mention, um, besides the song, there's so much great industrial funk on the soundtrack as well. So we, we shouldn't forget that. Um, yeah. 
And I, I mean, it I, does really feel like the bulldozers. It feels like all that equipment hasn't changed a whole lot in 40 years. And maybe it hasn't. I, I don't think it has. <laughs> maybe. They well, have a- probably what has happened is similar to what's happened with John Deere, where everything is, is, has these kind of, um, you have to have a, 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 you can't just have a, a mechanic who's just kind of working on it. You have to have somebody who knows how to disable or reset some sort of electronic thing. Um, or it might even be something to where you have to pay like a monthly uh, service fee or annual service fee. Otherwise it will turn everything off. Yeah. That's uh that's really great how they've done that. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I know hearing about in, in television, like, you know, in 1990, if someone took a fall, it was like, okay, go fall, <laughs> where now they have experts on set to kind of like hit the marks and make sure that nobody gets hurt. So right. in most cases, yeah, doesn't always work out like that, but there are... It doesn't always, but they have people on set now to very specifically make sure that all this works out where, you know, 30 years ago, it was like, okay, just throw yourself into this wall. <laughs> right. That was kind yeah. of Wild West. I mean, that was pretty pretty soon after like the thing came out where they were sort of just making it all up and you know. It's right. but that was such a great era of just practical mayhem. I don't know. The guy on fire is so great here. I just oh, love, no, it's I great. love him. It's really, really awesome. Oh, the other um, thing is uh the woman who appears for five seconds and says nothing as the only woman in the entire film. She always sticks out. <laughs> I can't even remember. Is she in the classroom? She's in the classroom. Right. And uh, yeah, right. It was, and she doesn't say anything. I'm like, that's the only woman in the entire film, which, you know, I guess, especially in the seventies, there probably weren't too many female construction workers. Although there's educational right. films that we've watched that we're talking about in the late seventies. So many more women are going into these fields, which I don't know. Doesn't, is that the case right. now? Yeah. <laughs> we may have been watching like the optimistic futurist point of view where someday many women will be construction workers and it's like 1975 and then they're trying to just and like that film we watched where people could just teleport to Puerto Rico every night. What, what was that one? I can't remember. That the oh, house that of the future. Yes, that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, that was a sharp. They're not one. really teleporting. I mean, they're taking a plane. Well, they're, they're just very <laughs> fast. They're taking a very fast plane. Well, yes. 1995, yeah. 1999, they'll have teleporters, I'm sure. So, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I just, I thought it was interesting that they're like, okay, we have to, we have to make sure, like, it's not all dudes in this film. And they did that in a yeah, relatively fisted way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, Mark, are you are you glad you got back to this one? And uh, were you disappointed to not see someone like actually lose his hand? No, I was really glad not to see someone lose his hand. I was just sort of like, I don't know why my brain went to that, but I it's guess that that edit so visceral when the guy has his hand and <laughs> and the thing you remember the hand getting chopped off. You remember the guy getting his um uh, his his feet you know, chopped off too. Right. Which you do, you just see yeah. the concrete breaking again. And one of these British ones, you actually, it's, I think it's Apaches again. You do see the, uh, <laughs> right. come down on the, on the kid or the kid. Well, So here's, oh, here's child. the question I, I have for you guys. I mean, you've seen a bunch of these uh, educational films and I'm sure the driver's ed, uh, the highway safety films would actually having like a dead body or a real mangled, like body, would you think that would be more impactful than with shake hands with danger? Like where they kind of, you know, fake it all. I, I think go ahead. Mark. It, I, I feel like most people fall into one of two categories where they could watch real gore all day long and can't watch fake gore and then it's vice versa. And I'm just a, I'm a fake, I can watch fake blood and guts all day long. And it's like a little, it's pretty difficult for me to watch anything real. Like I can't watch surgery channel. Like I kind of wish I could because it's I find it interesting, but I just I'm like I can't watch this. We kind of hit the point. Um, we on my other podcast we talked about the Evil Dead for you know Halloween October, right? So um, <clears throat> and both of the other folks were from the UK, and one of them was saying that the Evil Dead was you know heavily edited for the UK, but he was like that version's kind of scarier, like right. you know when he's oh, getting. Yeah whapped by the uh evil the dead eyed in the end it's funny in the 
normal cut because it just keeps getting hit over and over. Whereas in right. the British one, he gets hit twice and it's really visceral. And, you know, right. uh, there, there was also an X-Files episode. I think it's Home or something. Same thing where the mm-hmm. British edit actually kind of makes it scarier. So, right. Well, it's like, one of, what is there's almost nothing scarier than that scene from Beetlejuice where you see his face just explode away from the camera and you don't know what it is, but you see the faces, the people reacting to it. Like uh, that's an underutilized tactic. It's like your imagination is scarier. And I know we've watched some highway safety films with corpses in them and they were probably presented in a way where it was just like, that's corpse, you know, as I I don't think we've seen anything like truly, I've never seen anything I think was like blood fountains or anything like that, but right. You know, in educational films. <laughs> yeah. Educational so my, films. My, my theory with uh, highway safety films is like it, that those films were made by somebody who wasn't really a filmmaker. Like mm-hmm. that was made by, if did you, have you gone through the history of that? No, it's basically this guy that was, had a police scanner and he originally, he would just go to traffic accidents and he would, use his camera and take still slides of all these accidents. And then he put together the slideshow talking about the dangers of, you know, of, you know, poor driving skills and all that stuff. And the, the highway patrol loved it. And I think the reason they loved it is because they were finally showing to the public what they have to deal with. Like, you know, this is what we have to deal with. You're careless then we have to go try to find your head in a ditch somewhere. And that's no fun. And so you get to see what we get to see. And so I don't think that's a a successful educational tool. I think that what happens when you have kids or teenagers, they see that and they're like, whoa, but they don't connect the fact that it's their driving behavior that made the person, you know, lose their head, get it smashed into the windshield. It's, this kind of disconnect of like, whoa, that's crazy gory. And then that's all they latch on to. Um, and I think that Shake Hands with Danger is more successful because it really is engaging with the, the audience and getting them to think about the stuff. And, you know, some of them might have actually seen pretty bad accidents on, you know, on the workplace, but you didn't have to show it. You could hint at it or, you know, show a little bit of fake gore, but it would be something where people they probably didn't go like, Oh God, they were like, Whoa, you know? And, and yeah. I think that uses a different part of your brain. So that's true. I, I, I mean, think we're successful. Yeah. I think most of the highway safety films would never have the budget to really simulate a car crash. It's like you get, what you usually get is like a sped up film of someone driving right up to a tree and then stopping really quick. And then yep. it cuts to a yeah, picture of someone more. who died. It's like not, who knows? Maybe maybe you could use CGI to do a really effective one now because just I feel like I've seen enough films where I really know I've never been in a severe car crash, thankfully, but I feel like I know what it would feel like at this point just from watching depressing films where they really do it. Yeah, I mentioned yeah. at the beginning, but the thing that is definitely not I mean, again, this is a well-made film and the part that really sticks out is the editing because it makes you remember the horrible gore that's not in the film. So in that way, yeah, it is more effective because you're you're left with the memory. And then when you go and watch it, you're like, oh, that made me think this. It did I didn't actually see this. Right. As right. we learned from Mark's little expedition back into the film. Yeah, maybe I mean maybe my brain really learned something from the film and it was like, don't put your hand in the thing. Or it will <laughs> really cut your hand, you know. Use a swab stick. Yeah. Yes. Do not work in the construction business. And I've followed that so far very well. Well, Mark, I'll, I'll do you one over. And I, I've always avoided the food business myself. I just, I don't want to have to deal with mushy food garbage. Of course, now you have to clean the sink mm-hmm. out. So that's not, that's a, my wife's well, yeah. like, you're, what, you're making that face just to make me angry. I'm like, no, I make this face when no one's here. <laughs> you're having this yeah. from the sink. That's pretty normal. Um, yeah, I only work in delivery because that means that I don't ever have to do any prep whatsoever. Right. <laughs> we should probably wind this one down today. Um, Skip, you got content like every day. <laughs> Can you tell right. people about that? Yeah, so I uh, 
during the pandemic, I decided to, because I wasn't doing live shows, I was like, well, I would like to still show my films. And so I set up a, behind me, there's a telecine, uh, so I can actually broadcast live films that I haven't seen before. So I have over 35,000 and I've only seen probably 5,000 of them. So uh, every day at lunch, which is uh, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, we watch a bunch of films. And I've, I've done 400, almost 450 shows, and we've watched more than 2,000 films uh, since uh, March of last year. Nice. And you can see that on avgeeks.com uh, or avgeeks on YouTube or Facebook. And, of course, I'd say if you want to just drown in educational films that's definitely one of the best places yes. to do it um yeah mark I and i don't said, i don't have a link for it but someone made a shake hands with danger shirt that you can actually nice. buy on uh i think it's red bubble uh yeah a friend of mine made them and you can get a shake hands with danger mug and uh <laughs> stickers so um he basically took a still of the of the uh, title and uh made busted it on everything <laughs> nice and um mark you got some film stuff coming up in january is it yeah hi i'm a technical director for the buried alive film festival we do horror and weird sci-fi and just general obscure weirdness if you're around the atlanta area january 20th through 23rd 2022 already at seven stages seven stages theater in atlanta georgia Alrighty, uh, this podcast is oral hygiene. You could find this um, well on all the podcatchers and under the Patreon umbrella of Podcastio Podcastius, where we also do um, sci-fi films about to start the Twilight Zone. I guess it has gotten started up by this point, and uh, some video game stuff if you're into Pokemon or Monster Hunter. So, uh, Skip, again, thank you for joining us again. It's always a uh, fun to get the deep dive into some educational films <laughs> yeah thanks for having me guys it was fun so we watch them and make things out of them but we, we don't necessarily have the uh, deep well of knowledge probably more than the average bear but not to your level <laughs> well it's what i do too like when i watch a film i haven't seen before i don't know anything about it so i just watch them like i don't know what do you think that is about i have no idea and some things i still don't know what it's about <laughs> All right. Well, dear listeners, do go out there and shake hands with danger. Oh, wait, no, wait. No, no don't, don't, don't. Don't shake hands with danger. No, 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 no. Don't, don't look back in danger. Yes. <laughs> shake hands with danger. Meet a guy who ought to know. I used to laugh at safety. Now they call me Three Fingered Joe. I was young and feisty, never did things by the book. Just let me get my toolbox, and I'll take my silver look. I climbed up on the dozer with my mechanic's pride. Said you keep it running, friend, while I poke around inside. Shake hands with danger, need a guy who ought to know. I used to laugh at safety, now they call me Three-Fingered Joe. Though I learned a lesson, I forgot it soon enough. The nicks and burns and scratches show the youngers I was tough. Till another morning, I was riding on some steel. My other hand got careless and fed my skin into the wheel. Shake hands with danger, step right up and say hello. Grinding wheels of metal are what made me Three-Fingered Joe. I've seen mechanics burning and I've seen them take a fall. Just to save themselves a minute, now I've damn well seen them lose it all. I've watched them court in trouble, seen them take a chance and lose. They get careless for a moment, spend a lifetime with the blues. Shake hands with danger. Shake hands with danger. Shake hands.
shake hands with danger Shake hands with danger And friends I used to know Compared to them I'm lucky To be just Three-fingered Joe Did you advance the film strip? Are you on the final page? Well done.